Hey guys, Dan Walshman here. Welcome back to the Edgy Conversations podcast. As you know, this is a podcast for radical health for people who want it. All month, we are talking about what? What? Relationships. That's right. King of relationships right here. No, no, no. Just kidding. Please. That's never a crown. Uh, well, I shouldn't say never. It's not a crown I'm wearing right now, but it's one I'm working on achieving. I guess if I'm a, a Boy Scout, I'm the guy trying to get that uh, that achievement medal. As you know, in January, we talked a lot about purpose. What's your purpose? What is your purpose? What's your, how are you being purposeful? And then and in February, we jumped over to commitment. We talked about being committed. What does it take to be committed? How, how can you be committed? And then in March, we dove, we dove and are diving deep into this idea of personal relationships. And we, you know, we spent a couple podcasts really digging into the icky, sticky personal stuff of why we get bogged down and these relationships that just tear us apart. And I was thinking of an aspect of, of healthy relationships this morning that made me want to jump back into the studio and record a brand new, fresh episode for you. And it was this. As I was thinking about relationships, I thought, you know, we all want to have great relationships. But day to day, what gets in our way from having great relationships isn't that we're mean, nasty people, usually. It's, it's usually more common that what stops us from having great relationships is our mental baggage. I was a young teenager, I think, when my mom first made a comment that stuck with me. And she said something like this. Uh, I think something was going on with her parents. And she said, oh, you know, mental disease runs in our family. You know. Uh, I was thinking, no, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> and then my second question was, uh, inside my head was this, like, so what does that mean? What does that mean for me? As I got older, I discovered that I had these moods and I had these feelings of inadequacy. And I, I learned that at times I just wanted to burn the whole fucking place down, right? I just, I just felt so hopeless and helpless. And um, then I learned that was something called depression. And my depression may be different than yours and, and yours may be different than a thousand other people. But a lot of people struggle with it. And one thing I've learned is that two out of three people who, who suffer from depression never get help. And this isn't a PSA on getting help or on uh, depression, but the truth is how you feel about yourself, that's a chemical thing, right? That, that whole chemical process of depression, it's chemical, right? It's not just some foo-foo thing you can snap out of with some magic, it's chemical, it's real. That impacts your relationships. And there are times where I know I'm in a funk. Maybe you know you're in a funk. You're just, some of it may be depression, some of it may be some other stuff. And you just have to talk yourself through a few easy steps to make sure you don't blow up, blow up all the hard work and progress you've made thus far. Here's what I mean by that. Have you ever noticed that when you're happy, you want other people to be happy. I mean, you know, you're maybe you're drinking a beer, you're having a good time, and you're like, hey guys, let's have fun, you know, but and you're so excited, you can't understand why everyone else doesn't want to have fun. Like, come on, I'm in a good mood. Why isn't everyone else in a good mood? By the way, if you've if you're ever in a group where there is that one person, 
wants everyone to be whipped into a frenzy. You're like, oh gosh, right? But you know what I mean? When you're in a good mood, you want everyone else to be in a good mood. And conversely, when you're going through something, it's not that you want other people to have the same misery as you. You've heard that phrase, misery loves company. But it's that you want them to be empathetic and understand what you're going through, right? It almost, it doesn't matter what it is, whether you're in a relationship where you just got dumped, whether you're in a relationship where someone passed away, whether you're in a relationship where, you know, there was uh, disloyalty, it almost doesn't matter what the, the negative thing is. When you're in the middle of it and feeling that, that pain and frustration, there's almost nothing, almost nothing that makes that better besides other people knowing that you're feeling that way and, and caring for you, helping you. That's what's so fascinating about this idea of healthy relationships. There are, are these intangible and often highly illogical things that go on inside our lives. And they're happening to all of us simultaneously. I almost see it like a, a Rubik's Cube. Ever got a Rubik's Cube that's all messed up? I'm not one of these people who's learned how to master the art of a Rubik's Cube. Or you see some people going, doo, 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 and then a couple seconds later, you know, they've got it. They've got it. They've got it. Put back. Put it back together. Now, what I've learned is that you have to look at the middle color in the middle of the cube, and that tells you what side that color is. But, but it's like it's not about one on one. It's about a thousand different variables from each of us multiplied times all of our interactions. Your interactions when you get coffee at Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts in the morning, how that makes you feel. And maybe you're in a bad, uh, bad mood and you yell at somebody inside and now they're in a bad mood because they did nothing wrong, but you put them in a bad mood. And then they make someone else upset and they make someone else upset. And simple, simple domino effects based on our relationships, based on our mental aspect. So how do we disrupt this cycle? How do we disrupt the cycle? One, we have to be empathetic to others. We have to be willing to cut people a break, give them some slack, whatever you want to call it. You're not the only one going through something. I spoke to someone a week ago, a wonderfully talented person who's got a story. And uh, this young man was molested as a child, raped. Horrible story. Horrible. And as he's telling me this story, this is such a winner. This person is such a winner. Like their attitude is just rock solid. So positive, so motivated, and, and wants to get on the stage telling that story to other people. And I made this observation, and hopefully a nice way, Didn't I wasn't trying to come across mean, sold this person on the phone. I said, so it's great that you have this story, but it's not about your story, even though it's an inspiring story. The reality is every single person in the audience who shows up to hear you speak has a story. They have a story and their story is just as important as yours. has just as much meaning and impact as yours. Even if their story didn't have as much color and horrific drama as yours did. I think when I said that for a second or two, 
I kind of stunned uh, the gentleman that I'm speaking with. I could tell his, this is the quality of person he was because he quickly responded back to me. Tell me more, tell me more about that. And I just said this, I've never lost a child via you know, miscarriage, but I've got friends who've lost babies uh, in, in, in that pregnancy process. I have friends who have lost multiple children in that pregnancy process. I, I've never had to go through that. I've gone through some other things. I've been suicidal, I've been depressed, I've had you know, bankruptcies, I've had lawsuits, I've had things that it feels like the world is raining down upon my head, fire and brimstone, and that there is no tomorrow. I've, I've, I've had those thoughts and those feelings and those circumstances, but, but I've not gone through that exact experience. And for me, I can't imagine what it's like to lose a child and they might not be able to imagine what it's like to be in a situation like I have been, but, or maybe, and we both feel the same thing. So the best way of reaching that person is not to glamorize your own story, which by the way, this person wasn't going to do, but it's not to glamorize your own story. It is to share some truths that hopefully can be universal and enable every single person who might be listening to believe that they have the power and capacity and potential to make it through to the other side. Not that life will automatically be easy or that life will automatically decide to stop beating them up, but just share with them a story of triumph that allows them to think about their own life and beat back, beat back the demons that, they, that, that are holding them back, that are stopping them from being successful. Had a great conversation, wrapped it up speaking to this young man. I was inspired by his story. I was inspired by this guy's attitude. Speaking about kind of the mental aspects of, of healthy relationships, this person made my day just in listening to their attitude, their, their outlook, their, their impact on the world that they are going to bring in some magnificent ways. It's, it's going to be truly, truly, truly amazing. So a couple lessons for us all to remember. It's important to realize that you're going through stuff and, and they're going through stuff. And while the stuff may be different and while you feel your stuff is more compelling than theirs or more painful than theirs, they feel perhaps the exact same way about you. Now, what does that mean for us? It's been 11 minutes to get to this one, one point before we wrap up. It means this. We can't just blow people up because we're having a bad day. We can't say mean and nasty things to people because we're having a bad day. We have to work on being more empathetic. All of us, me, you, everyone. We have to work on being more empathetic. We have to stop ourselves, stop ourselves, hold back when we know that we want to say something that's horrific. Why? Not because we're perfect people and pretending to be something that we're not, but because we know that someday we'll be in that position. We'll be in the position where we'll want other people to do the exact same thing for us. The exact same thing. So short lesson, powerful lesson, something I've been thinking about. The idea of paying it forward emotionally paying it forward emotionally, giving a smile, giving a gentle touch, forgetting for one second how bad you feel and just believing in your heart of hearts 
that everyone's got the exact same challenges that you do. And it's true. Well, thanks for hanging with me on this podcast. We're going to continue digging into healthy relationships. I'm trying to figure it out. I've written a couple of blog posts this last week that are a little more personal, perhaps than usual, written in first person, talking about lessons I've learned. And as I try to master the subject, as I try to get better at my own personal relationships, two quick things for you. If you don't have the calendar of awesomeness for March, go to calendarofawesomeness.com and go grab that. If you're brand new to this podcast and you're saying, I like this guy, where is all this coming from? What is all this about? The Edgy Conversations book became an international bestseller, 500,000 copies sold. And if you don't have a physical copy of it, you can go to freeedgybook.com, freeedgybook.com and get a copy. And it's that cool. Trying to change the world one day at a time. (laughs) So I'll leave you with this. Listen, I've heard people say that uh, on your deathbed, all that you have left are your relationships, your love, people that you've loved, people that you've lived with. And so today, as you go about your day, whether you're working out right now, whether you're heading to the office, think about what you can do to be a little bit more empathetic to those around you and love people. 